0: Week six is underway, and that means it's time for another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm Tommy Tellerino, and alongside me, as always, is the one and only Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how are we doing on this amazing Saturday afternoon?
1: You know, I usually wear my Deion Sanders Primetime shirt, um, while we record. And
2: um it was prime time last night in Boulder, Colorado. Um sold out stadium to
1: watch the Buffs play Stanford and you know, they went up twenty nine nothing and I you know, I was laying in bed. And I was like, hey, you know, twenty nine nothing. I got this on lock. So I you know, I went to bed and then I woke up and 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 they lost. I don't I don't know how it happened. Uh I haven't watched the highlights of the game, but I mean it just looks like to be a complete utter collapse. So I'm not doing great because my boy Deion Sanders is not, not having a good time in Boulder. Other than that, I'm doing good, Tommy.
0: Good. I mean, I will say, though, you know, Dion, it's already improvement from last year in that program. So, I mean, they're taking steps in the right directions. I saw one highlight from the game, and it was um the catch made by the Stanford receiver who he caught it off the back of like a a Colorado defender. It might have been Travis Hunter and he just like he caught it behind the back pad and just walked in. But um I hey, college football, I I know the last couple of weeks haven't been too good for you. So uh but yeah. it's all right though for you.
2: Because no, you got no, got to watch, I got to
1: watch Notre Dame play play USC today.
0: Yeah. We but, but got the Niners tomorrow. You got the Niners, baby. I did, I did.
1: That, that's a long time
0: away. It's not a long time away. You're in the Kyle's, lab.
1: Kyle Shanahan doesn't even know if anyone will be alive tomorrow, okay?
0: That is true. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, But why don't we take a stroll down memory lane, go back to Thursday night and watch this prime time Amazon game that lived up to the hype, of course. We have the Chiefs and the Broncos. What a... What a way to kick off the week, you know? The Broncos head to Kansas City, and they do what they usually do against Kansas City. They lose in pathetic fashion, as always. It resulted in another top pass rusher who was signed for millions and millions to be released from the team. Frank Clark, he's probably going back to Kansas City. But the Chiefs win 19-8 to in a... I don't even know how to describe it. It it, it was a sleepy game. I think that's the best way to put it. Uh,
1: There's no positives to talk about. I could try to come up with some for Denver. There's none. Russell Wilson had 95 passing yards. I I mean, I guess the best thing I can say is that the Javante Williams and Jaleel McLaughlin backfield looks like it's pretty good. Um, I don't really know why they didn't run the ball more. They're averaging five yards a carry. Um, and the game was really never out of hand because on Kansas City side, they didn't do a whole lot either. I actually think this is the best the Denver defense has played all season, to be honest with you. Uh, there's, I don't, it's getting to the point where I'm tired of watching the Chiefs play. I'm... uh, I miss Tyreek Hill on this team. It used to be kind of like the Warriors, where, you know, the third quarter Warriors, you could go tied, go into the half-tied with the Warriors, and then four minutes into the third quarter, you'd be down 20. And you would just be like, well, what happened? And it'd be the same way of the Chiefs. You know, they could put up seven points and a half, and going into the fourth quarter, they'd have 35. And you would just be like, well, I don't I don't know what we're supposed to do. You know, Tyreek Hill would have 200 yards in a flash. But now this team just check down after check down after check down Isaiah Pacheco four yards uh, Clyde Edward hilaire comes in and rushes for two and then we give Kadarius Tony two read options on third downs for some reason and uh, just Travis Kelsey he's not really winning downfield uh, he did have a 40 yard uh, catch in this game but you know he's getting older and he's never really been you know their, their deep threat yeah. he's always the guy underneath and he, he he does this thing where he runs 10 yards downfield and then sits in the soft spot of the zone, and he does that better than literally anyone in the league, maybe ever. And that's how he does all of his damage. And I think teams are fine with doing that now. I'm going to be honest. I think, okay, he's going to get 150 yards, sure. But then you get into the red zone, and we saw the red zone offense was atrocious. Because the running backs really aren't that great. Pacheco's good, but it's not. I'm not scared of Isaiah Pacheco getting 200 yards on me or really being a threat, you know? He'll have some decent runs he'll break a chunk play off here or there, but he's not going to beat me so and until this team decides to just let Rashi Rice be the one because he's i quite literally he's the only wide receiver on that team that shows any type of yeah. promise any type of burst and ability to make a play after the catch because i mean what I think he, I don't know of how many routes he ran, but he had four catches for seventy two yards, and every time he got the ball, he popped. You could tell that. He needs He needs to be out there every play. He needs to be the guy in my eyes. Sky Moore, all cardio. He he doesn't do anything. Kadarius Tony,
0: he's, he's twitchy, yeah.
1: but he's a gadget player. And it really, he doesn't even look as fast as he used to. MVS, he runs clear-out routes. Justin Watson, <laughs> he's hurt now, but he also just runs clear-out routes. I, there's just no... I think their second-best receiver, other than Kelsey or Rashi Rice... Is Jerick McKinnon. Yeah.
0: And that's sad. I mean, he what is this his tenth year now in the league? And basically he's just been a passing back for him every year in Kansas City. Um I don't know. I'm kind of with you with this Chiefs offense, because now it's like last year I felt like they kind of were able to get away with it more because Juju had a little bit more clout, I feel like. So like they expect like they could expect him, like, oh, if we don't cover him, there's a good chance he goes yeah. for like seventy seven yards and a couple touchdowns. But now it's like, okay, just cover Kelse. The rest of the receivers, they don't they don't really do anything. They're all fast, but not like dangerous. You know what I mean? They don't so, all run like great routes. Honestly, I, I'm shocked they haven't done this yet. Justin Ross, you know, he's a I feel like he's a good change of pace compared to the other receivers. He's not even getting playing time.
1: Cause- well, I, and I, I agree with you. He's at least he, I. Th- listen, his freshman year at Clemson was one of the greatest freshman years, and I mean he was dominating, dominating. He went into that that title game against Bama, and destroyed them, and that was prime Bama.
0: Yeah.
1: He, so I know, and that was years ago. I understand that it was a lot of injuries ago, and he'll probably never be that player, right? Are we really going to say that he can't be better than Sky Moore, Kadarius, yeah. Tony, MVS, Justin? No one's saying he's going to be a world beater, even really even that good. But compared to what you are found out there, at least let me see what he has. Because what we've got right now is horrendous. It's boring. They lack any type of burst. I mean, it's really just Travis Kelsey's is going to cut us up. We'll live with it because no one else is going to beat us.
0: Yeah, I mean, Travis Kels, I mean, he's still having solid games. That's a thing. But that's all you have to game plan around in this offense, too. I mean, the run game has gotten a lot better over the past couple years, so now you kind of have to defend the run because they will get three or four yards a pop. Before, it was like, okay, if we shut down the run, they're they're going to have to throw. You know what I mean? Because that run game would never get established. But – I, they just find ways to win always. So it's like they always look this bad. But the, And with the defense, you know, I feel like they're oh, not playing no. terrible. I mean, I'm, so not, it's like,
1: I'm just not worried about the Chiefs at yeah. all.
0: We do this every year where they don't look as
1: good and then they win the yeah. Super Bowl. It's just I'm tired of watching them.
0: No, look I know. Because it's like. like this. Because, yeah, I mean, we're so used to what they were in the past. And it's like I, they are very beatable, I think, though. No, because for a while it felt like, wow, you got you have to play a perfect game to beat these guys. Yep. Yeah. Now I don't think so. I think he saw that with Detroit, and honestly, I don't think this was the top team in the AFC. I, I don't even think top two. I think Miami and Buffalo are still better than them, and I think come playoff time there could be problems. You know, because both offenses they can go match for match, but they're not like Denver. You know. They're they're going to be able to put points on the board and not have a QB I, only throw 94 yeah. yards. I do
1: think it would be tough for the Chiefs in this, in this iteration of their offense right now to match Miami if they're clicking on all cylinders yeah. because Miami is a lot like the Chiefs when they had Tyreek. Yeah. They can put 20 up on you very quickly. I, I mean, and the Chiefs, they're having to use a lot of clock to get down there and score. And then, I mean, you can't even score on the Broncos when you get to the red zone. That is not good because the Broncos ain't doing They ain't stopping nothing right now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we'll switch over to the Broncos. You know, going into this game, we've said every week, oh, the the defense hasn't really looked that good. It was kind of the opposite this game. And I don't know if that's because, you know, Sean Payton decided, hey, we're going to go defensive heavy. We need to get more guys in with reps because we're losing. You know, they trade away Randy Gregory, Frank Clark they're releasing. So maybe they just want to change things up. But, I mean, I, I know Patrick Mahomes had 300 yards, but I feel like a lot of it was kind of like soft coverage yards. You know, yeah. they did a really good job um, making some plays on Mahomes. I know um, they, uh, Justin Simmons ended up getting a pick. But offensively, they, I mean, they were a dumpster fire. They went back to what they were last year, it felt like. I mean, it was just check downs, really, for Wilson. None of the receivers created any separation, I feel like. And, you know, Steve Smith, before the game, I mean, he called out Jerry Judy. You know, this was a guy that was supposed to take him. He's a jack.
1: Yeah. And I do, just speaking on what Steve Smith said, I think it's unprofessional to use his platform to attack a player like that. Um, But he's not necessarily wrong. I mean, Jerry Judy's a first-round guy. He went um, in a class that had Devontae Smith. And uh, C.D. Lamb, and you're a guy that's getting taken in that group. So they're expecting you to be something like that. And he hasn't been anything like that. He's been injured. He can't stay on the field. When he is on the field, he's not really an impact player. I thought he had a really good stretch last season, you know, closing out the year. And I thought he'd build on that, but he really hasn't. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the, the run game was pretty good. Uh, I think Javante, Jaleel McLaughlin, that's a really good combo. I really like Jaleel McLaughlin. He brings a different element to that backfield. He has a lot more speed. Whereas Javante is really kind of a one-cut runner. He's going to, you know, get there. He can power through contact. He's going to drag people with him. He's obviously their most talented running back. But McLaughlin has a, a, a different element of speed that neither of uh, Javante or Samajé Piran have. But other than them, I really I don't like any of the weapons on this offense. I think Judy is kind of checked out. Um, I do kind of still believe in his talent. I think he's a decent route runner. I think he could be a nice number two, maybe a number three on a team. But I can't count on him to be an alpha. Cortland Sutton, he's lost so much burst with all the injuries. He used to be a a guy that you could go win downfield for you. And they're kind of treating him like glorified Michael Thomas now. And I just, I don't think that's what he's meant to do. And I, yeah. And none of their tight ends are any good. Uh... And their best receiver in terms of burst, in terms of big play potential, Marvin Mims, they refused to put him on the field. I mean, Lil' Jordan Humphrey was cut and then ran more routes than him. He got cut. They signed him to the practice squad because they wanted to sign him for cheap again. And then they brought him back up and he ran more routes. It makes no sense. It, it, It makes zero sense. He's their leading receiver and he's ran the least amount of routes in that wide receiver room. He's obviously the most talented guy there right now, at least in terms of making a play. And I know when they give him these touches, he's fumbling. He's not really doing much with him. I get it. Just let him run routes. Just let him be a guy that beats downfield. He doesn't have to get that many targets. I'm not asking him to be the one. Just put him out there. I mean, what has Russ been known for his entire career? His
0: deep- uh, That Yeah. And, and we're not even using that. I was going to say... I. Oh, besides a hail mary and maybe to Marvin Mims, that's it. He doesn't throw that deep ball anymore, which I don't know. I you know I think Russell Wilson he's he's looked bad the first couple of weeks, but I thought at the be the, like first three weeks he looked solid. So I feel like this Denver team or this offense, it's not a Russell Wilson problem. I think it's a whole offensive problem
2: because I, I don't know I don't why.
0: yeah.
1: I don't know who I heard say it. They said that Russ is not the problem, but he surely isn't the answer. And I agree with that. He hasn't been the worst player on this offense. And I think he's played much better than he did last year. I don't, I don't think they've lost these games because of Russell Wilson. They have lost them for a multitude of other reasonings, but he hasn't elevated them. He's, you know, you're talking about a 200 plus million dollar quarterback getting paid, you know, top 10 money, top five money. You're supposed to elevate the team. He obviously isn't doing that, but you work with what you've got. And right now, I feel like Sean Payton's coaching scared. I feel like he's trying to keep the training wheels on to the maximum. You know, I'm not going to say they're tanking or whatever, because I think Sean Payton really did think he's going to come into Denver, be able to work with Russ, put a winning product on the field. And maybe he, you know, now being in the situation, in the training camp, in the locker room, maybe he knows, okay, we need a cultural reset. We're going to have to rebuild. But even with that, you might as well let Russ. Open up the playbook a little bit. I'm not gonna say cook. We've seen what. Don't don't let him do that. But this whole dink and dunk, it it does. It's not working. Your run game is your best asset right now. Marvin Mims is your best receiver, and you refuse to put him on the field. So,
0: and also one of Russ's, I feel like best receiver from last year, KJ Hamler, he got cut. And honestly, you know, if you had a guy like him instead of Little Jordan Humphrey, I feel like you know that just adds another, I don't want to say threat, but another option to the offense because, you know, he can run um, with a line of gain, really. But uh, one thing I will say, I'm with you. Uh, The run game did look good, but Javante looks healthy again, I feel like. I feel like he's back to 100% or near 100%, which I think is a really good thing. The initial burst is
1: back. He's still strong after contact, but, you know, you can definitely tell. There's some, sometimes he'll cut and you would think, Yeah, yeah, he's not going to get hit immediately. And, you know, I think he's getting there. But he definitely still looks strong. I wish they they need to give him more reps. Uh, Like, I feel like they need to let him loose a little bit. I don't think he should be splitting the backfield as much as he is. I think it needs to be like 65%, 70% Javante. Then we'll let McLaughlin get a little bit. Maybe Piran comes in on passing downs because he's a pretty good blocker. But he he definitely looks strong. He's getting there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I... I was shocked he started out this season uh, on the roster because I, everyone kind of thought when he had the injury, oh, he's probably going to come back around week five. So yeah. I, I think he's close to playing shape. Uh, Denver, I mean, they're a mess right now. And it's been like that for God since Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl for him. You know, they, they yep. traded it in, they got the ring, and it, it's just been rough the past, what, eight years now? So I'm. They got the Packers next week. Uh, you know, that can be a competitive game for them. You know, that's a game they can win because, um, I mean, we'll talk about the – actually, no, Green Bay's off. So, I mean, Packers didn't look that great last week. So, I think they can win that one. As for Kansas City, they got a tough matchup against the Chargers. So, I mean, that one can go either way, I think. You know, Justin Herbert in L.A., They they can also put up points too. They have a really good offense. Um, the defense is non-existent, so it'll be a fun game to watch, uh, like always. But um, let's get to these Sunday games for Week Six. Uh, do you want to read off picks now, or you want to wait until
1: uh? I'm uh, to
0: get the records out there. Yeah.
1: So I'm 50 and 28. Adam is 56 and 22, and you are 55 and 23.
0: We're doing solid. You know, we're doing a lot better than last year. We'll start uh with the London game. We got another one, nine thirty game. We have the Ravens, they're technically the away team, uh, taking on the Titans.
2: Mm. These two teams always play close. Um, it's neutral field. I think both of these offenses are going to struggle to move the ball. Um, mm Gonna take the Ravens, because I think Lamar's been cooking, man. People are really giving him a lot of crap
1: for his stats and what it's looked like. But, I mean, they dropped 130 yards and three touchdowns last week. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, it's outrageous. So, if the wide receivers play any better, we're. I mean, Lamar's
1: putting up ridiculous numbers last week. Um Titans secondary Swiss cheese are still struggling to to cover anybody, and the Ravens
2: I mean it's just really the Lamar Jackson effect I mean you can't you can't account for the things that he can do
1: for a run game specifically, and the Titans just got diced up last week after all those straight weeks of not allowing a hundred yard rusher i mean they got they got diced up last week, so I'm going to go the Ravens. I think the Titans are on the downswing, and I think we're going to get ready to see them sell some of their vets.
0: Yeah, you know, Lamar last week it, it gets brought up. He, did, he didn't he did have one of his best games, but the receivers didn't help him at all. Um, I believe that they had more drop passes on the day than they did all season, which is kind of crazy because they were still high in drop rates um, the weeks prior to the Pittsburgh game. But TJ Watt got to him and he he kinda always does. So a couple turnovers didn't go their way. OBJ, it felt like he didn't really go for a jump ball in the end zone. That could have been a touchdown. Um but I I think Lamar has been great all year. I think he's doing what they need him to do. The one thing I just wish they'd let him air it out a little bit more. And I, I know with the receivers it's not great, but I feel like they gotta get Mark Andrews going a little bit more. I I feel like he hasn't been impactful like he has years prior. I think Zay Flowers is off to a great start. And for the Titans, you know, it's it's a hard game. Every every week it's like there's games they can win, but will they, you know, cuz Ryan Tannehill's back to his former self. He looks like just like he did those last couple years in Miami. Derrick Henry, I don't want to say he's he's winding down, but he hasn't what he was like three years well, he's, ago. He's def-
1: yeah, he's definitely on the decline. Yeah. And I think it's it's fair to say that he um he's not he's not carrying this team anymore. Yeah. And it's because you can't ask him to run from behind. I'm, I mean you just their offensive line really isn't if he was behind a better offensive line, maybe. Maybe he's got one more of those years in him. But all those years of him having to break tackles, you know, in the backfield and then get yards on top of that, it's it's worn him down. And he's really, you know, he'll break a tackle here or there, but he's not every play, it's not taking two or three guys to bring him down. Yeah. And you're not, regardless of game script, you used to be able to go to Derek Henry. They'd be down 20. They're still handing the ball off. It, they don't do that anymore because they can't, because Derek is not that type of running back anymore. He's not a 2,000 yard rusher. I think that's fair, you know? I don't think he's bad. Uh he's definitely, you know, not an MVP anymore, not King Henry or whatever. But if he was on a decent team, decent offensive line, they brought him in on the red zone, brought him in, you know, on the opponent's side of the field, he'd still put up fantastic numbers. He'd still be very usable. And I think he's gonna I think he's gonna age gracefully, but the the impact of him being a two thousand yard rusher carrying this, this very mediocre offense, those days are over.
0: Um and- you know, they got a lot of years out of that, too. I mean, since he came to the league, I know the first maybe year and a half, it kind of, it was a slow start. But I mean, yeah, he he's just, sitting behind
1: DeMico, DeMarco Murray.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was just carrying that Titans offense where it felt like years, even before, you know, they kind of, they were sitting at the top of the AFC in around like 2019, yeah. the 2020, 2021. So, I mean, it, it's just time. I mean, you know, the body takes a toll. They got many great years out of him. Um, I'm gonna go Ravens though in this one. I just think there's a lot of weapons that um that the Ravens can go to and I don't want to say exploit, but they can they can get it done. We'll go to the first one o'clock game. This, this is a battle of mediocre. We got the Washington Commanders headling, heading to the Atlanta Falcons. How you got this one going?
1: I'm gonna take the Falcons in this one. Um not impressed with the commander's offense. I mean, I, I had my rants last yeah. week about it. It's just, it's way too many people, way too many cooks in the, in the kitchen. I need to consolidate it. I think consolidation for bad offenses is the key. You do not want a mediocre quarterback to get the ball to 13 different people. Just get it to the best players in your offense and your offense will be better. That's, at least that's my opinion. That's my theory of how to run an offense. Again, who am I? But uh, I'll take Atlanta, coming off of a meh game, kind of. But they, you know, they they got it done, so they'll they'll keep it rolling.
0: Yeah, I I um I watched a little bit of the Atlanta Houston game live, and honestly, it was um it was back and forth. You know, I kind of thought Houston was going to pull away. Uh, Desmond Ritter shocked me; I, he had over three hundred yards, I believe, right. Yep. That was not the script at all this season. When I look, I was like, <laughs> that's. Wow. That shocked me. But I'm glad because that means that Drake London and Kyle Pitts are getting targets. You got Kyle Pitts the ball, man. 8-87 yeah. last week. I mean, you got to be doing that every week. Come on. He's generational talent. How many times we got to say that? Uh, but Bijan, too, got in the passing game. I think this Atlanta offense, you know. They can compete in the NFC South. I I think there's a good chance. Well, between all top three, there's a good chance for them. But I feel like coming into the year, I kind of had them around like third. But I can see them winning it now easily. And they you know their defense, they're staying, they're playing solid every week. I feel like, you know, they're not getting blown out. I'll, I'll take Atlanta just because I've been impressed with them more. You know, Washington, they've had their ups and downs. Um, the game, I thought they really. looked, the best in they lost against Philly. So give me give me the Falcons. This one's for Coach Prime though. You know, he didn't he didn't win last night, but Atlanta's gonna win tomorrow. And then Hunter and Sanders, they're going to Atlanta. He's hmm. gonna speak it into existence. Um next up we got an NFC North matchup. Oof. Minnesota Vikings one and four, heading to Chicago.
2: One and four. Big big news in this one is Justin Jefferson's out and things aren't looking well for Minnesota. Um
1: We're getting to we're getting to where the clock is gonna strike midnight and there's gonna be some tough questions asked of whether Kirk Cousins will, you know, wave his no trade and go somewhere. I don't know. We'll get into that. In our trade deadline episode, I'm sure. So just for this matchup, obviously Chicago's defense isn't that great. It should be very exploitable, even without Justin Jefferson. And, you know, a team that had playoff aspirations and thought they could maybe win the division, they wouldn't want to get this win. In Minnesota, they they definitely want to get this win. But Chicago's offense has been cooking the last two weeks. And I, I know I said it was against bad defenses, and it was. And I said, you know, them dropping 40 on Washington didn't mean anything. And I don't really take that into consideration, especially when you've lost the game to Denver like they did. Uh, But, you know, something's... I'm going to take Chicago in this one. I I just think they're going to win this one. I think Minnesota is going to have a really hard time without Justin Jefferson. I think this could be back and forth, but... I think Chicago will pull this one out. I think their offense found something with, through consolidation, by the way. Just get DJ Moore the ball and get out of the way. And, I and, you know, missing all their running backs or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Dante Foreman had a nice season last year. I'll take Chicago.
0: Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson going down, that's a huge loss for this Minnesota offense. Do you think Addison's going to get a lot more targets, or do you think they're just going to spread the wealth a little bit more?
1: I think they'll spread the wealth uh, Obviously Addison and Osborne will be their two guys And I, you know
0: Hawkinson's I think they'll still
1: probably in. Yeah, and I do I think those three will obviously carry the load um, But I don't know if he's going to command You know, any more targets than he is getting He should Because, you know, you got to think They're getting 12, 12 targets again to Justin Jefferson That's, that's got to go somewhere Because they're not going to pass any less Because their running yeah. game isn't going to get any better without Justin Jefferson
0: so, Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see Hoxton getting more targets because I feel like Kirk, once he likes that guy and, like, he trusts him, then if he's the best receiver out there, he's going to look his way a little bit more. I feel like he always has since Washington. But um, I will say Minnesota, I thought, played really well in that Kansas City game, especially on the defensive side because their defense, I don't want to say it's been a mess this year, but it's been up and down. Some some weeks they can't stop the run. Some weeks they're giving up big plays. I felt like they, they did a solid job. They kept them in the game. Um, it came down to the end. You know, it's questionable calls. It happens every every week with some teams. It is what it is. But they just couldn't squeak it out. And, you know, he talked about Minnesota selling. I definitely could see Kirk Cousins on the move. If they feel like, hey, we're not going to bring him back, he doesn't want to come back either, let's, let's get some pieces out of him before he's gone. And I feel like he'd be open to that, depending on where who wants him. Because honestly, right now, there's a lot of teams that could use him. I mean he's second in the league in passing yards and the team's one and four. I mean, I don't think it's on him. But um I'm with you. I'm going Chicago, you know, I thought they've improved a lot from what they've looked like at the start of the season. I feel like they have a game plan now. You know, Justin Fields is making the simple things now. I feel like they were having them do a lot of complicated stuff for them with uh, not a lot of talent around them besides DJ Moore. I mean, DJ Moore, Cole Komet, they're great. But I feel like they were trying to get the ball to people like Darnell Mooney a lot. Chase Claypool was just a distraction. The run game wasn't really – it was non-existent. I felt like, for the first month. And I feel like that's getting going. And they're home. It's a divisional game. I'll take Chicago. We'll go to another one o'clock matchup, Seattle traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals.
1: I'm pulling the shiesty back on. He's back. uh I saw all I needed to see. I saw all I needed to see seven eleven. It's my favorite gas station now. You know why, Tommy?
0: It's always open.
1: It's always open that just like jamar's baby just just like Jamar Chase. I'm pulling my shiesty back out. I'm putting it on. Joe Scheisty, Joe Cool, Joey Flowers, he's back. I don't know if the calf is all the way back, but whatever they shot him up with sure made him move like he was healthy. And if that's happening and T Higgins is back, I'll take them against a the kind of poor Seattle secondary that hasn't really shown its full promise yet. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, the rookie, is going to have his hands full if T Higgins is also out there. It's a tough matchup guarding him in chase. Uh, Run game, still mediocre, but they're getting their four yards a pop still. But if Joe Burrow is back healthy, at home,
2: in the jungle, they've been waiting for a good performance, and they could be 3-3. and I I mean,
1: mean, it's crazy what a week does. Him doing the stuff that he did last week, looking the way he looked, and Jamar Chase putting up the performance he looked, you can see this team back in the playoffs. Yeah, but two weeks ago, I would have told you they're gonna be tanking <laughs> by now. So I listen. I'm I'm flippy floppy. I know, but I I saw what I needed to see. I didn't think he would look this healthy this fast. I'm back on the Joe Shiesty train. I'm back on the Bengals. They're winning this game against Seattle.
0: Welcome back. That's my MVP candidate right there. He's probably not gonna win it, but I've still picked him. <laughs> um, you know, it. He's just he's just got to get healthy. That's all it is, because once he's healthy again, the offense is a problem. The defense, you know, I thought they were going to look a lot worse. They have kind of have good games every week, if you think about it. You know, they're keeping them in games. They're not getting blown out. And they're on the field a lot more than they're used to. Well, The only bad week was, what, Tennessee? Yeah. And it's like they've had some tough offenses to go against. Jamar Chase had a field day, and, you know – it was about time, because I feel like if it was another bad game, tensions would have got even higher. He might have been demanding for a trade. He might have punched uh, Zach Taylor and knocked him out in the locker room. We don't know, to be honest. Listen, but,
1: it, it, it you go from giving him 12 catches for 150 yep. to he gets, like, four catches, and he's like, we just won a game with Joe Burrow on one leg because we got me the ball. And then we go away from that game plan, and we lose, and put up three points. I, of course, he's upset. I know. And then we got we got him the ball again, and look what happened. Joe Burrow was out there moving. He was he was acting a damn fool. They were they were showing out, and Jamar Chase put up one of the greatest fantasy performances of all time. Which I may or may not have him on a Cash couple hit. teams. So maybe yeah. maybe that's why I'm back on the train. I don't yeah.
0: know. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But um. I'm with you. I'm going Cincinnati. You know, Seattle's coming off the bye week. I know they have little rest. That can work against you sometimes. Also, I think hey, Metcalf made some comments how Witherspoon's going to lock up uh, Chase. And who knows if he'll even be on Chase. It, with me, I, when people make comments like that before the game and during the week. It's just bulletin board material. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you saw it with Bryce Harper in the MLB playoffs He he took that personally he, I mean I I do want to
1: say though um, Charles Cross is coming back So that'll be a huge boost for the offensive line Of Seattle Also coming off the bye maybe JSN's involved A little bit more But I the hope. Bengals really haven't stopped the run that much And Seattle's running game has been Fantastic this year for the most part Especially in the red zone Um so I, I I would be willing to bet the over on this game. It's at 45. I would be willing to bet the over. And I'm, I'm willing to say that Cincinnati only wins by maybe three points to a touchdown. Uh, I think the line is minus three Cincinnati right now. I do think Seattle is going to keep this game competitive because I think their run game works really well against Cincinnati. Charles Cross coming back is huge. And I think they have great weapons in the passing game. I mean, Noah Fance looked good. Obviously, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett jsn should be more involved coming out of the bye so i mean they can definitely firepower wise they can keep up with cincinnati it's just whether gino's gonna play good or not but i think with the run game being able to get some yards on cincinnati he'll be able to play well off the play action and stuff like that so i do think they'll keep it close but i'm rocking with joe
0: scheisty joe burr i mean i feel like you just have to you know, he's coming off the injury. I mean, I thought he was going to have another season-ending injury because he was getting hit left and right, it felt like, in the pocket. But uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. We'll go to the next one. I believe it's yeah, it's the Niners-Browns, baby. Do we even have to say anything? Come on. You know who I'm rocking with. Man. Yeah. Listen,
1: listen, Deshaun Watson, I don't know what's going on with you, okay? Every time we talk about you,
0: I got to say some
1: stuff, and yeah. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. Listen. I don't know if your shoulder's hurt or not, okay? I don't know. I know you don't want to play us. I know, I know that might be why you sit down this week. We saw what you what we did to Dakota Ryan Prescott on, in prime time. You probably don't want that to happen yeah, to you. We'll, we'll get into listen, that later. Listen, over under 36 points, I know Cleveland's got the number one defense or whatever they talking about over there. We might score 36 on our own, okay? Listen, line is minus nine and a half. We're on the road. We're going into to the dog pound, but we're the only ones bringing dogs. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Listen, I'm really feeling myself. I'm feeling the Niners six and zero. We're gonna be three and zero away. I do think Cleveland will keep it close, but or at least for the first half, because their defense is fantastic. I'm gonna give them props. Cleveland's defense playing nasty. They're playing some AFC North style defense. Finally, they're not they're not the, the <laughs> doormat anymore. Yeah. They're fighting back in these divisional games. <laughs> And the only issue is, listen, even healthy Deshaun Watson would have struggled to move the ball in the Niners. And now we got XFL superstar PJ Walker, who's five ten, going up against some dogs. Okay, Fred Warner, dog, Nick Bosa. dog. I'm not gonna read them all <laughs> off, but the whole the whole defense is is playing lights out right now. And offensively, I mean, Brock Purdy's the new Tom Brady. Apparently, well, all we okay. have is debates. Yeah. All we have is debates and debates on whether he's a system quarterback, whether he's this, whether he's that. But he's playing fantastic right now, and the offense is executing at a very high level. So I think they'll keep it close to the first half. They'll have a good game plan. The Niners will start slow, but eventually, P.J. Walker is going to get a ton of three and outs in this game, I'm sure. And your defense is going to get tired, and that run game is just not going to stop.
0: Clock's ticking once uh, yes. half time comes around because Kyle Shanahan's going to be looking at that clipboard. Okay, out of 5,000 plays, which ones can I run this half? I mean, the, honestly, I think they're the best team in the NFL. They're so well-rounded. And um, what I was going to say, you know, I always felt bad because, you know, you weren't alive for the that Niner dynasty, you know, yeah. with Jerry Rice. But now...
1: All I've known is pain, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, there's some been ups. It's not all. No, that no, pain. we we just you're, get to the okay. Super Bowl
1: and lose. Okay. It's pretty much just been but pain.
0: I was gonna say, how does it feel to? I mean, you get to watch Joe Montana now. I mean, that's yeah, basically what Brock Purdy is. That's yeah, what you're I mean, comparing him to. It feels like. Listen,
1: I'm, I think Brock Purdy's played fantastic. I think he's he's proven me. I did have some, I had some reserves, some reservations yeah. about him going into the season. He's he's proven me wrong. He's playing great. I do think he's a, a really good quarterback, but. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's more talented or better than some people. Michael Irvin, I don't I don't know if he is he a Niners fan because he went on national television and said he would rather have Brock Purdy in a Kyle Shanahan system over Patrick Mahomes in the same system. Huh? Michael. Michael, hey, listen,
2: you can you, you can pull the
1: red and gold, okay? There's a lot of Look. this. Back in the day for him, <laughs> we can put him in the red and gold, Michael. I know. Listen, all the Cowboys legends want to be 49ers legends. It's simple. I don't know. I, about
0: know. That. I don't know. About I know. That. It's simple. I know. I don't it's know. It's fine. About- De- <laughs> I- Dion played for both. Whatever he feels like, that's the right answer. I'm, I'm going to say that. But, um, you know, Brock Purdy, he just got it up here, man. He really does. He hasn't had a turnover all year. I, I mean, He's winning games for him. I will say, he's not the MVP, though, for this team. There's a guy in the backfield who I think has a really good chance to win all of the NFL MVPs this year, and that's Christian McCaffrey.
1: I mean, he's playing fantastic.
0: He is a dog because, you know, we say it's a quarterback award. I don't think there's a quarterback that stood out like how, how they usually do. Usually it's like, okay, this quarterback's going to win MVP. Well honestly I think McCaffrey can make a debate saying I'm more valuable to my team than this person than this person than this person. He's a dog and they're going to the dog pound they're getting a win.
1: I mean C minus trade by the way. Shout out ESPN. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah cuz uh you know those fourth fifth round picks that they'd send over yeah, and like, second and yeah.
1: thirds yeah definitely resulted that, in that, players yeah. better than Christian McCaffrey for I was sure. I to say
0: those players are all going to be better than Christian McCaffrey. But um you want to move on to the next game yeah
1: um, yeah I've had my
0: had my my
1: braggadocia for today,
0: I just want to make sure, but um next one o'clock game we got Carolina going to miami um, we don't have to waste too much time on this one my, either miami yeah, yeah miami it Miami my young that was one touchdown, two Maybe. garbage time, yeah, it you're just not gonna be able to keep up. And My- oh. Miles Sanders is out now, so yep.
1: I mean they, he wasn't doing much for him anyway. But, no, yeah. I
0: know, but I, that was their big signing to help uh, Bryce Young, him and Dealing. But it's gonna be a rough week. Probably zero six for Carolina. But that's okay. You got a couple first round picks coming your way next year. Um, AFC South matchup. We got a rematch already. The Colts head to Jacksonville. I got this one going.
1: Taking Jacksonville. I think that uh, them being in London for two weeks, eating some 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 scones and drinking some tea, really got Trevor Lawrence feeling some type of way because him Fish and Calvin and Ridley,
0: yeah.
2: yeah,
1: him and Calvin Ridley were on a the same level finally since week one against Buffalo. Unfortunately, they didn't come out with the win in that one, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville. Think they think they're riding the ship. Think they
0: they're cooking. You know. I'm I'm also going Jacksonville. This is a close game. Last time the Colts have looked really good, but th- there is a little doubt because Gardner Minshew's he's coming back, coming back to Jacksonville. He might be looking for some revenge. Anthony Richardson out four weeks, very unfortunate because I think he showed a lot of talent, but he's just got to protect himself more. I feel like you know we talked about that. Trevor Lawrence is back. Ronnie Bass, you know he's always looked. Great, I felt like this season, but everyone's clicking now, and the defense I thought played pretty good against Buffalo. They got the late turnover to basically seal the win for them. Uh, they weren't giving up too many big plays for each of the half last week. It came down towards the end. Um, oh, you know what? I
1: misspoke. They did
0: win last week, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, my they bad. Won- yes, yeah.
1: Jackson- Jacksonville did win. They're gonna they're gonna continue yeah. to win. I apologize.
0: It's all right. It happens. Um. We'll go to the next 1 o'clock game. The New Orleans Saints take on the Houston Texans.
1: NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. A lot of motion happening in Texas. Houston versus Texas in the ALCS. Okay, we we got the Rangers versus the Astros. We got that one. So, So a lot of baseball. Well, for my sanity, I'm taking the Rangers. Okay. But my brain tells me Houston's probably going to the World Series again. But regardless, a lot of going on, and now we got the, the Saints up here. From, from, from New Orleans, where they eat gumbo, come into Houston, where there's strip clubs. Well, there's strip clubs in New Orleans, too, but you know those famous they're ones. Both, they're and a James, little different, yeah. James Harden's favorites, if you would. Uh, they're going to NRG Stadium. They're playing against the Kid the The best rookie in the NFL so far this year, C.J. Stroud, Mr. Precision, Mr. Ball Placement, Elite Ball Placement. He's got his X Factor on always. Uh, him, Nico Collins cooking, him, Tank Dell cooking, Dalton Schultz got himself a tuggy last week. Everything's been going well for Houston. They can't run the ball still, but hasn't resulted in too many wins. They're 2-3, 1-1 and, three. One and one at home. I'm... <clears throat> It's hard because the Saints are such a boring team, but it's the same formula. Their defense plays just well enough. They get some big stops. They get some big turnovers. And their offense just kind of exists. And they slowly make their way down the field and get a touchdown or two. Or a field goal. Don't. Yeah, or a field goal. <laughs> they, they're always good for a field goal. Derek Carr hasn't looked good. Uh, Alvin Kamara looks pretty decent coming back, but. There's been a a, Derek Carr has been able to push the ball down the field since the shoulder injury, but it's such a young team in Houston, and it just feels like the Saints just find ways to win, and it's it's infuriating because it's just it's never been clean for the past couple years. It's never been clean, but they always just win. I'm gonna take the Saints away. Uh, Just think they're a very mature team. I think they'll find a way to win.
0: Yeah, I'm rocking with my number one overall pick in the NFL draft. I'm going with the Texans. I'm rocking with C.J. Stroud. You know, he's looked good. I thought they were going to pull it off last week. It came down to a field goal. Nico Collins looking great. I mean, C.J. Stroud, 1,400 yards, seven tutties. I mean, there were questions after preseason. Oh, he hasn't looked that great. I think uh, he's done a great job for this offense. Uh, It's a little personal for me after uh, what I witnessed on TV last week from the Saints. Um so yeah, I'll go Texans. But I wouldn't be surprised because the Saints do this every week. They they're they rely on their pass rush and they win like twelve nothing off of four field goals. Most yep. games. Yep. Um Yeah, next one, first four oh five game. New England travels to Vegas to take <laughs> on the Raiders.
1: Go ahead, Tommy.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Jordan, what do I have here? Oh, wait, this wait! Is wait fold, it, fold, it, fold it. This is my list of grievances. Oh my goodness, we're getting into some stuff. Yeah. You want me to just start right off the top, or? Yeah, let's just mm-hmm. go down the list. <laughs> Bill Belichok, feel like all... you're old and senile. Boom, roasted. <laughs> get out of my Get out of my organization. You're an amazing coach. I love you. You've done amazing all around. It's time for you to go. The game has passed you on. Mac Jones, I'd rather have a one leg quarterback behind under center. Boom, roasted. I mean, he has looked terrible. Terrible. And I know it's not all of his fault. I have given Mac a lot of passes. I really have because I want him to pan out. I do. I still think he can be a game manager, but he needs time in the pocket. He really does. And he's not getting that. And he's turning the ball over because he wants to make a play. I don't know why. Just throw the ball out of bounds. You're going to get replaced by Caleb Williams in about 15 weeks if you keep it up. I mean, or no, probably not because the Patriots, that's another grievance. Boom. Draft better. Please. Because if they have a top two pick, I can't wait for a long snapper from North Dakota State (laughs) to be my second overall pick. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm already seeing it now. Uh, third third grievance, or fourth now, uh, wide receivers, create more than one yard of separation for your quarterback. Boom, roasted. Offensive line, why are you traffic cones? We are better off just having no offensive line at all and replacing him with tight ends or maybe even just Zeke at center. I mean, Zeke as center, I will say, it's probably better than whatever offensive line is right now. Zeke at least fell down and took the defensive tackle with him in that championship game. New England's not even doing that. Yeah, uh, what's next? God, um, I'm not even gonna blame um, the defense a little bit because I thought the defense. I will say they looked okay. You know, it's it's hard when you start every possession for your defense. On your own 40 or 30 or 50-yard <laughs> line, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. Another grievance. We need to stop the ball on third down. I don't I don't get how. We've always been great at that. There's only been one bright spot this season for the defense, or two. And they're gone, probably for the year. Juwan Bentley, I don't know where he is. You know how much I love Juwan Bentley. The man's a user machine in Madden. The only guy I'm not upset with is Jabril Peppers, to be honest. I think Jabril Peppers has been playing solid. Other than that, this team's a dumpster fire. This organization's a dumpster fire. Ramondre Stevenson gets 16 touches in about 16 yards. That's it. (laughs) Zeke, I like Zeke, too. I mean, they got to give him the ball more. He looks slim. He looks thinned out. You probably haven't watched New England games because you're not a fan. So, yep. He looks a little slimmer. He looks a little fast. And he's got less arthritis in it. They did a scope and everything. They took it out. They took the arthritis out? <laughs> yeah, they, they, like, <laughs> they vacuumed it out or something. I don't know how it goes. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, I mean, man, I, I have never watched a game worse than I did last Sunday against this New Orleans team. Because Mac Jones looked awful. He's making poor decisions. But I will say the receivers do not help him. Because if I have to watch one more receiver catch a ball and not toe tap on the sideline. Or catch the ball and not bring it in and get tackled. And oops, there goes the ball. Ten yards in the air. One of the corners is going to grab it now. Oh, man. It's, It's... not fun. Josh McDaniels knows how to beat Belichick. I mean the whole league does now. Um give me the Raiders, even though they haven't looked that great this year. Whew. I uh mm, Um
2: I I uh I'm sorry. I I think
1: <laughs> um I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh I'm sorry you, you feel that way about your team. I understand it it's it's been tough for for New England fans to, to be normal. And uh
0: no, that that is not, not that is just bad.
1: <laughs> not a uh, you know not have a top team. I understand, you know, years of dominance. And uh, you know, being normal, being 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 an organization that struggles. Very rough. With all that said, I agree with everything, everything you said. I haven't watched much New England. Uh, they don't come on red zone very often uh the opponents they not do, in the red zone Jordan.
2: <laughs> they don't get there <laughs>
1: <laughs> The opponents do but but not them i do see mac jones throw interceptions every game
2: but with that being said as the voice of reason here on the armchair gms
1: nope i, I got nothing to say yeah, i there, I, got, there I, is gotten, I was i was going to try to convince myself to take the patriots in this there game no, uh no. Because I don't think Josh McDaniels is a very good coach. I think if anyone could beat Josh McDaniels and beat him embarrassingly bad, it would be Bill Belichick. I would hope. Uh, Raiders' defense hasn't been great. The, they can't stop the run. So maybe New England's run game could get on pace in this game. Maybe. Uh, I mean, Mac Jones versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's really not that much difference there. But... I I can't in good conscience, after everything you just said, after this whole therapy session, spit that in your face and say, I'm going to have the Patriots win this game. I, I can't in good conscience because I, I want to grieve with you, my friend. I, I, I So I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah.
0: Last week, I want you guys. Yeah. Last week you didn't you... pick them. And I said what yeah. was going to happen. They were going <laughs> to lose. And they lost. They lost pretty bad.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be with you this time. And uh, on your quest to collapse for Caleb, uh, the Raiders will beat you.
0: Listen, um, I don't know if you watched last year's Raiders game against the Patriots, too. I, I know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to find some way to mess it up and <laughs> lose again. Um, There's one other thing I think I wanted to add. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick, GM. Terrible. I've done a lot better GM jobs on Madden. I think you have, too. I think a five-year-old playing Madden probably done better. As a head coach, phenomenal. One of the best. He's one one win away from 300. He's probably not going to get it this year. Um, but as a GM, terrible. He needs to get out of the front office. Um, final record prediction for the Patriots, probably two, two and 15, two wins against the Jets, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm I'm going the Raiders. If if there's one thing Bill Belichick still knows how to do with with the dementia kicking in, it's good to beat the Jets. It doesn't matter who, because I think the Jets defense is solid. I love Robert Sala as a coach, but for some reason Belichick just just remembers how to beat them. Moving on to the first four twenty five game, we got the Cardinals going to L. A. to take on the Rams.
2: He's back. He's back. Yeah. Pooper Scooper, Cooper Cup is back. Um
1: Matthew Stafford's so happy that he can he knows where the ball is going immediately now. He no longer has to read a defense. He knows where to throw
2: it to. But but there's another guy. Robert Robert Woods was him and Cooper Cup were kind of a duo.
1: Jared Goff had a lot of success with that. Matthew Stafford really hasn't had that. Well, see, there's this guy that played at BYU, and he's he's Hawaiian, and he kind of looks, he kind of does, and looks just like Robert Woods. He does the same stuff. He's he's yeah. He has the the best hair in the entire league. Puka Nakua is Beachbody Robert Woods. I mean, Sean McVay cloned him. He does the same stuff. He's good at everything that Robert Woods is good at. And you know which team is struggling the worst against the pass? Arizona. The Cardinals. You know which team is throwing it the most in the NFL right now, or at least, you know, one of the top teams?
0: The The Rams. Rams.
1: Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. They're going to have a field day. I'm taking the Rams. At home, they finally get a win at home. They're 0-2 there. And uh, on the Cardinal side of things, I hope Josh Dobbs ba- bounces back. I don't want the story to be over just yet.
0: You need one week out of him for, for, uh, for, for other for, reasons. For, yeah. <laughs> but
1: just feel-good story.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm going with the Rams. You know, that wide receiver duo is going to be deadly for – a while, especially the rest of the season if both of them stay healthy. You know, they're the breakfast club basically. Uh I saw True. a video where it was um uh, they're asking questions and like they all get along. You can tell. So I, I just I don't think they're, the Rams will, will let up against this Cardinals past defense that has struggled. Um if Nakua was two inches shorter He'd probably be a first-round Patriots pick. He really would. I mean, he'd fit the system. <laughs> but um, I, I think um, he's shocked a lot of people. And I think we've seen Stafford hyper-target cup. I think he's still going to have production to Kua. Cool so I think both of them, They're who knows? They could both go for 100 yards in this game with a touchdown. So I'm excited for that. It's good for the league. You know, it brings some excitement. Although, I mean, it is the Rams, you know, I'm I'm sure you don't want to see the Rams be successful. But if you can cash in on it for other reasons, then. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, the 49ers are the only team with two home stadiums. You know, it's kind of OP. You're not wrong. San Fran South, San Fran North. I mean, (laughs) we'll go to the next 425 game. Uh, The Eagles are traveling to New York to take on the Jets. (laughs)
2: I, I want to
1: say that the Jets keep this close, though. Um, <clears throat> Philly hasn't been great against the pass, but they've shut down the run thoroughly. And without Jalen Carter, I do think maybe that opens up a little bit. Uh, Jets got to get Garrett Wilson the ball. I mean, I say it every week. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me how Tyler Conklin can get the ball, but not Garrett Wilson. I mean, if we're going to complete 11 to 12 passes a game... All of them should go to Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's the only receiving threat on this team that I'm, you know, even a little bit concerned about. I do think the Jets can keep this close at home. I don't love that minus six and a half line, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the Eagles have been up and down this year. Uh, But I think the Jets defense can keep them in it. But the run game for 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 the Eagles has been clicking, and the Jets really haven't stopped the run. So I think the Eagles are. It's going to be a time of possession masterclass. I think they're just going to wear down that Jets defense, and they'll get their usual scores in the red zone, whether it be the tush push or you know just the usual stuff. And the Jets will lose, but I would like to see them keep this game close.
0: You know, we t- we say it every week. Oh, uh, Philly, you know they haven't looked that great. You. Need- it's just not the same team as it once was. But honestly, I don't think it matters because they find ways to win. I think this is another game that they'll win. I think the Jets' defense will play solid. But Philly, you know, like you said, they'll wear them down. And they're going to make use of that brotherly shove before it gets outlawed next year. There's no way they, they keep that legal next year. I just don't see it happening. Too many people have been complaining about it. And usually when people complain about a rule so much, it gets changed. You know, We saw it with overtime rules. It took a while, people complained, and then it got changed. So, I mean, yeah, give me the Eagles. We'll go to the last 425 game. The Lions had to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. You know, the Lions won again. All they do is win. Yep, all they do is win. win. I can't say the whole thing.
2: All they do is win.
0: Yeah.
1: This will be an interesting matchup. Mike Evans is going to play. Baker Mayfield, is he back? Question mark? Maybe. He's looked pretty good. Defensively, Tampa Bay has been middle of the road against both pass and run, but they have been a little bit better against the run. They've surprised some people. For Detroit, it's been the David Montgomery show the past couple weeks. Uh, Amon Ra is back in this game, but Gibbs is out. Um, Was he ever in? <laughs> What's truly this, ever is, this is a this is a great question. People are asking. I'm gonna take Detroit to win this one away. Uh, but I think Tampa Bay will shock some people because I at this point I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with what I've seen from Baker Mayfield and from that Tampa Bay defense. They look inspired to play, which I think it's because the quarterback play is much better than that the defense probably thought it was going to be. So, but I'll, I'll take Detroit. They're so yeah, gonna keep it going. Jared Goff, Cartier, Cartier Goff, Cartier Buff he Goff.
0: He his father. I mean, there's many nicknames for him. Um I I think Baker Mayfield has played really well for Tampa. He I feel like he got the short end of the stick in Cleveland. I feel like he got blamed for a lot of things or a lot of internal problems. There was a lot of problems offensively as a whole. And yep. Carolina didn't work out. I mean, that was another place where it was just there was a lot going on, and they kind of just scapegoated over yep. them and said we're going to tank. But I feel like once he got to Tampa, it was kind of something that they can build around with. Because honestly, Tom Brady's last year and Baker Mayfield this year, I don't see many differences. Do you? I mean, Not really? Yeah. I mean, they do the same thing. That doesn't mean Tom Brady's last year was bad. It's just, it was probably game manager level. That's really all it was, if you think about it, with an amazing IQ. Does Baker Mayfield have the IQ? No, but his arm, I think, is a lot better right now than a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Um, With all that said, though, I'm going Detroit. I think Detroit may be, I think they're a top three team, maybe top two team in the NFC. You know, when once they get going, they click on all cylinders, the run game thrives, and the pass game thrives. And once the offense thrives, that pass rush for Detroit thrives with Aiden Hutchinson, who had an amazing pick last week. I don't know if you saw it. Yes, I did. He just, he just grabbed it right out of the middle of the air. And then once that pass rush gets going, the secondary can play average, which is all they need from him. So I, I got to go Detroit. They're just going to wear down this Tampa defense. David Montgomery is the go-to guy. As Adam said, it was always Montgomery. It was never Gibbs. It was um, always. Yeah, it was It was always him. We got fooled. We were bamboozled. Give me Detroit. and Then we'll go to a Sunday night game. We have the New York Giants taking on the Buffalo Bills without Tyra, Daniel Jones. Yeah.
1: Tyra Taylor's going in this one. It's going to be the Bills by 50.
0: Uh, honestly, either way, I think it's Bills by 50, just because of all the problems in New York not just because of Daniel Jones, but I think they're probably going to have similar play about one second in the pocket. Then they're going to have to scramble. I mean, it is what it is, man. I, they just, they can't draft linemen. It's every year. Not,
1: I would let take sit out another week. He, he had might the well. ankle, had the ankle heavily taped up at practice this week. It's not worth it to bring him back out here against Buffalo. You're going to be one in five, whether he plays or not. Um, I mean, like, Buffalo, you're coming off of a tough loss to Jacksonville, but the, the second half of that game, they woke up, um, played well in the second half. Josh Allen's playing fantastic. Stephon Diggs playing fantastic. I mean, it's the usual business in, in, in Buffalo. They're just not making as many stupid mistakes. Defensively, they lost a lot of people in that London game, though. Matt Milano out, Ron Miller, something going on with him. Daquan Jones, like, they, they had a lot of injuries. It It doesn't matter. I mean, even even if they couldn't stop Tyrod Taylor and he put up a decent game, the Giants ain't stopping this Bills offense right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bills last week, I think that loss is self-induced because they got to London so late. Yes. I mean, why not just go to London at the start of the week? Like, I agree.
2: I absolutely agree.
0: You can still practice over there at London, so I think that was probably the big reason why they ended up losing. Um Josh Allen, he didn't have one of his best games, I thought, but it was he had glimpses where you know, he drove him down the field. But for most of it, he just couldn't find a rhythm with most of his receivers, I felt like. Like you said, the defense is banged up. Matt Milano went down early. That's a huge loss, I think. It is. Yeah. Travis White out now. You know there are holes, which this that's going to hurt them when it um, when they're going to face those top teams because they have a tougher schedule in the later half of the year. Yes. but when you're facing a team like the Giants, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, so
2: no, it, it doesn't.
1: They have no one that can can yeah. uh, stop anything. Use
0: those to their yeah,
1: yeah use those to their advantage.
0: Yeah. We'll uh, we'll finish off the week with the Monday night game. Dallas Cowboys travel to L. A. to take on the Chargers. Jordan, we said it. It was going to come down to one man in this game. I Listen. listen and he me. was a pumpkin. Let me tell you something,
1: Tommy. Let me tell you something. It's so beautiful knowing that the San Francisco 49ers destroyed Dak Prescott once again. And now they're going to go to play the Chargers in SoFi. Which will be like a fifty fifty crowd still. Probably it might even be majority Cowboys fans. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah,
0: Dallas,
2: and they're not gonna be able to win again. The, the offense will be
1: better, but guess what? This is a Kellen Moore revenge game, and and that boy over there on that other sideline, Mister Justin Sherbert, Mister Justin Herbert, Mister, I got a cannon for an arm. He's been balling. Kellen Moore got this offense looking fantastic. They're coming off a bye. Keenan Allen, the ageless one, is he's back. Uh, they're going to have Austin Eckler back for this game. Quentin Johnston coming off a bye. Maybe he gets a little bit more involved in the, in, in the offensive game plan. Um, I'm rocking with the Chargers at home. Now situational, here's the thing. Situational football is both of these teams' biggest issues, without a doubt. Dallas. Dak Prescott, it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's just, they're winning in spite of him at this point. Uh, Leighton Vander Esk is going to be out.
2: When it comes down to situational football, these two teams struggle mightily. But all things held constant, offense for offense, because I'm not even going to talk about the defense. The Dallas'
1: defense is much better than the Chargers' defense. So the Chargers are Swiss cheese. Yeah. but they can move the ball. Offense for offense. You Kellen got Moore's got the Chargers playing much better. Much better. CeeDee Lamb's upset with the amount of touches he's getting. So I think Dallas will be able to move the ball. And I do think the Chargers will have a tougher time against the Dallas defense. I think the Dallas defense will bounce back. They're, they're probably not happy. They got humiliated. Um, But I'm rocking with the Chargers. Yeah. I think that this will be the one of the few teams that situationally they're as equally bad at. <laughs> and... I think Kellen Moore is going to take his revenge and get a win against Dallas.
0: I mean, that was rough game for him last week. And and it came down to one man because I mean, CD right. You have to get him more involved. There's no reason why he shouldn't have, have that little touches. Tony Pollard wasn't having a good game. Get CD involved. Uh, but Dak Prescott, we said he needed to make 10 throws. He probably was over 10 on those throws really was. I mean, they had, like what? Three straight, three and outs, a fumble. I, I will say I don't think the defense looked terrible because, like I said earlier, it's hard when you know you're starting on your near your fifty every time. I think there's a lot of talent on the defensive side. I'm excited for the ageless wonder matchup of Keenan Allen versus uh, Stephon Gilmore. That's a retirement home matchup right there. It really it is. is. Um, but, yeah, Van Der Esch is out four to six week. Another neck injury, which is like its third one. So that'll be a problem to watch even if he does come back. Micah Parsons, he was kind of contained last week. They kind of – I felt like – I don't want to say they ran away from him most games or most of the game, but they schemed around him, I'd say, with McCaffrey and everyone. Um, I just hope, for Herbert's sake, he is protected because – Micah can get through. I think a little bit easier with uh with the scheming. This this coaching matchup is like looking in a mirror. It's like mini Mike McCarthy versus older Mike McCarthy. Yeah. But I, you know, we we say it a lot with the Chargers. This is a game they can win. But we also said, you know, Chargers they lose those games where they could or should win. You know what I mean? They just find a way, but Dallas does it too. So it's like, I don't know, man. I go back and forth on this one. I'll go Chargers because of quarterback play, but I want to finish off this. If you are Dallas, do you make a call to Minnesota?
2: No, you can't. You can't.
0: because honestly, you know, cuz I cuz for a while, Dak and Kirk were getting compared. I don't think you can compare the two now. I don't. Oh no, I I
1: would I'd, I'd 100% take Kirk, yeah. Kirk Cousins over Dak
0: Prescott. I mean, Dak just looked lost. He looks he does he's not confident in the pocket at all. He just throws the ball mm. up. So, mm. it's yep. it's hard because once if Tony Pollard doesn't get going, you have to have Dak throw the ball. And that doesn't usually end well. But um, I think this will be an exciting Monday night game, but I'll I'll go Chargers. And we had two teams on bye this week, Packers and Steelers. Other than that, everyone else is playing. That's all the games. Anything else you want to add for us today?
1: No, man. We got through through another one. Um, I didn't give America Loses Game of the Week.
0: Patriots, Vegas. It's Patriots Vegas. That's you know, you don't have to sugarcoat it. I mean let's let's call spade a spade, Jordan. Come on.
1: (laughs) It's it's Patriots Vegas.
0: Yeah. It's not really. I'll be watching though. I'll be watching.
1: Uh, We know you will.
0: I'll be watching, and I'll have more lists of grievances (laughs) coming for you this week. I'll have either my Mac Jones or Edelman jersey on and I'll be sitting in pain. By one thirty, I'll say this week. One thirty. Last week it was like one twenty. I'll give them an extra mm. ten minutes on this one. God, God. <laughs> what if they win? I mean, wow. We're two and four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm just trying to be positive. No, man. I know
0: I know you are. I know you are. But will be like, wow, we're two and four. Maybe we'll go three and fourteen. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Cause you know that next game. That is certain. Come on, am I am I wrong? That other Patriots Jets game.
1: True. I mean, that's, that's at least one more on the win yeah,
0: call.
2: At least one, one more.
0: That's one more win for the good guys. <laughs> but um, yeah. That's gonna do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoyed.